Hey everyone, thanks for joining me in the Coach's Lounge. I'm Jeanette Schaub, your host and certified master life and health coach. This is where we talk about all things life and relationships. And there are so many things I want to talk about this year and share with you. Um, but today I want to talk about, I want to introduce a new coaching avenue with you, but primarily want to talk about the backstory that goes with the coaching avenue. I'm always creating new things. So my intention is to share that with you on a weekly basis as we go forward, as new things pop up. But for today, I just want to talk about coaching in motion in 2023. That basically just means that I'm adding movement as part of my coaching program, specifically walking. I've been attached to walking for over 15 years, consider myself an avid walker, so you could say it's another passion of mine among many passions. Um, it has saved me more than a few times, kept me sane, um, saved my state of mind, you could say. But I really wanted to share the backstory with you. I've put some of that on my website, but wanted you to hear me talk about it because it is such an important part of my life and kind of just explain how it came to be and hopefully maybe inspire you along the way. Um, I'm sure there's something that is that important to you that you can incorporate or, you know, uh, touches your life in some way. Um, back in the sixth grade, uh, I was a New Jersey transplant who landed in Southern California with my family and where I met two of my oldest lifetime friends, Bonnie and Annette. I have, I made lots of friends and have, you know, knew a lot of people at that time, but those were my two, you know, oldest girlfriends that stayed in my life after everybody kind of went their separate ways and got older. So I was about 12 or 13. Even though our lives went in different directions, we still kept in touch. And, um, you know, it's amazing how you can be forever bonded to people through the experiences that you shared. And being a teenager and having close girlfriends and just all the memories, I, I didn't live down there for very long, I wanna say four years, but it was such a critical time of my life. You just don't ever forget you know, being a teenager, the things you did, the people you hung out with, you know, school dances, first loves, boyfriends, parties, you know, um, Bonnie's mom used to drive us to the beach. Annette and I, uh, okay, Annette, what, if you're listening, you know, what happens uh, when you're 13 stays, <laughs> stays there. Um, but, uh, you know, so many memories and so many bonds over this short time frame in your life is just fascinating to me. We lived on three separate blocks. So Bonnie and I shared a on the same street, but lived in different blocks and Annette lived on another intersection. Um, and then we all hung out at the corner, you know, on the corner, there's always the corner house where all the mischief takes place. And we had one of those as well. So lots of memories, fond times, um, sadly, in 2005, um, so let me back up for a minute. Obviously we all graduated. I moved up to Northern California, which is where I still live today. Um, and that now lives in Georgia, um, but stayed in Southern California for a long time. All our lives went in very different directions. Um, we all got married, had kids and so on, but we still kept in touch. In 2005, uh, we lost Bonnie to cancer and I can tell you that changed everything for me on the inside. Um, 
it's hard to explain, but it, you know, I know so many people that have experienced loss, uh, so I know I'm not alone in that, but um, everybody's just so unique in how it affects you. And for me, that was a huge impact. I had not lost a friend before. um, And so in the aftermath of the helplessness that we felt um, after Bonnie's service, I remember Annette suggesting a cancer walk uh, the Susan G. Komen 60 mile three day. I was not familiar with this at all from there, to be honest, I don't remember, you know, what happened next and how it all came to be, but I do remember it being Annette's idea. So thank you, Annette. Um, you might remember if you're listening, Annette, you might remember more of the details about that, but at any rate, we committed, we raised our money and we did our first Susan G. Komen 60 mile walk in San Diego together. And I have to say it was life changing. Um, Everything about that experience was just something I will never forget. Um, And don't think I've experienced anything quite like it since. I went on, after Annette and I walked, I went on to do four more walks every other year after that. I didn't do them back to back. I did one solo and then I had the privilege of walking with my daughter and two other dear friends that shared that experience with me. It might sound a little strange to think of something like that, some event like that to be life-changing, but it was just this whole experience that I can't quite, you know, adequately describe. It was the volunteers, the survivors, the walkers, the strangers cheering you on and thanking you for doing something so simple as walking. It was a really very intense experience. And then also, you know, the mourning of our friend that we had lost and trying to make sense of it. So it was like taking all that frustration and sadness and anger and putting it to something where you felt like you were making a difference. Um, Being part of something bigger than us, that's what that experience was for me. Um, It will never provide the answers that I seek to understand you know, how we could lose our friend so young and with so much ahead of her, but it definitely gave me at least um, a place to, again, make a difference and be part of something bigger and to honor her memory in some way. And that's what we wanted to do. It was the only thing I think we knew at the time to do. Um, And we needed it, it was a need. And so uh, I'm forever grateful that we had the ability to do it and were able to do it and completed it. And so, uh, and honestly, when you walk 60 miles over three days, in addition to everything else I described about that experience, you just also feel like a complete badass when you're done. (laughs) I remember getting up the next day, I had spent the night in in downtown San Diego. I woke up and I actually walked more, probably, you know, four or five miles just around the city and just kept thinking, I can't believe I'm doing this after what I just did, but I had all this energy and I just, I needed to go walk some more. So, and I'll never forget that experience or the the feeling that went with that experience of just how I felt on the inside and how strong I felt my mind and my body. Um, and Bonnie was with me every step of the way. And so, uh, 
I was hooked after that. Needless to say, walking became a big part of my life. I walk, you know, with my dad, I walk with friends. I had a girlfriend and we used to walk three to four times a week and that was our way to connect. I sometimes walk alone. It serves different purposes at different times. And so um, for me, again, it provided, you know, space when I needed it, helped me clear my mind. It was a really great exercise. Um, it's always my go-to and you know once I I get back into it then it's something that I miss when I'm not doing it so it just has so much more meaning than just you know the physical aspect of going for walks um, when I did my last one over five years ago I actually declared that it was gonna be my last it was really hard on my body uh, and to be honest, you know, I just thought, I, I don't know if I could do another one. It's a pretty intense. Um, the goal, if just to share a little bit about that, if, you've, if you're not familiar with Susan G. Komen, the, the 60 mile three day, it's over three days. You, um, they have everything orchestrated, your breaks and you're on pace. They have people, it, it's not important if that you finish every day. They want you to do the final walk and finish together. So it's paced perfectly. Um, so even if you can't walk portions of it, you can still participate and you can still complete the walk. Um, but again, it's a lot of hills. It often the weather is really hot at that time of year. It's in the fall and it was intense. And so I thought, I don't know if I could do another one, but because it's so entrenched in my being, <laughs> I recently have started thinking, all right, I think I've got another one. I'm contemplating doing another one. So that's, that's a thing. Um, and I uh, was going to try to do it this year, but then, or 2022, but it just didn't happen. So my goal is to do it at the end of 2023, but we'll see. I'll keep you posted. Um, in the meantime, I just, I felt compelled to share this story or called to share the story because it's such a big part of my life and really was the, the catalyst for, you know, how it came to be. Um, and I think too, that when I walk, you know, Bonnie's always with me in some way. And I also still walk for her. Every step that I take, every time I head out, there's just a connection there. And so again, for me, this is much deeper than just adding movement um, and uh, I know it's different for everyone um, but I wanted to share my story with you so that you understood you know kind of where where the connection came from if you were interested in that um, and why it's so meaningful for me to add it to my coaching so I always wanted to coach and walk I think I mentioned that earlier when I started this podcast but I also see a lot of women seeking other women to walk with uh, people just desiring to get movement or add steps or have step goals or, you know, don't like to walk alone. And I thought, how awesome would it be to do one thing that I love, which is coaching with women and take it outside to do the other thing that I love, which is getting movement and walking and exercise. Um, and it doesn't matter where you're at on the spectrum. If you're an avid walker like me, or you're just a beginner, or you can, or you barely walk, it doesn't really matter. It's just the act of doing. And so um, I'm also a firm believer that our energy is reflected back to us and that good things come from positive energy. Or to state that another way, that good energy creates space for creativity and clarity and the ability to attract positive things in our lives. So, 
I want to create more of that space for other women and share that. And, um, you know, so I'm very excited about it. I thank you so much for listening to this and allowing me a safe place to share this story with you. And, um, it wasn't meant to be sad. It was, is, uh, it wasn't meant to be sad. It was meant to inspire, you know, um, or just share a piece of me with you that you might not have been aware of. So, um, anyway, I thank you for that. I'm very, um, filled with gratitude to have this format and to be able to talk about these things here in the coaching lounge with you. So thank you for tuning in. And, um, in the meantime, if you, you know, until the next podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to email me at Jeanette at liveinitbydesign.com. You can find more information on the coaching emotion on the website at JeanetteShaw.com. Um, if you're just tuning in the old, or if you've tuned in before the old website was living it by design, I believe I've mentioned in prior podcasts, but just in case you missed it, the new website is JeanetteShaw.com. And so all my stuff is there. A little more about the story is out there as well. Um, I thank you again for tuning in. I look forward to spending time here with you again soon. Take care.